football fans, this is Jeff Power, senior writer for Real Time Fantasy Sports, and welcome to another edition of the Real Time Fantasy Sports podcast. On today's podcast, I'm going to be joined once again by my by my coworker Curtis Guzman, and we're going to talk about Week 14 of the fantasy season. Yes, we are already in Week 14. It's hard to believe, but this is the last week of the regular season of many fantasy leagues. We're going to help you get ready for all these big games in Week 14. Hopefully. You're still alive and kicking and trying to get a playoff spot in all of your fantasy leagues. Before I get to that interview with Curtis, though, I did want to tell you now's a good time to sign up for the Real-Time Fantasy Sports Fantasy Championship Postseason Shootout. This is a great contest that takes place during the postseason. You have a chance to win $50,000. That's a grand prize. There's a $160,000 prize pool. We pay out tons of spots. We pay out 150 spots. You just pick any player's on any team in the playoffs for a chance to win $50,000. And one entry is $125, or you can get three entries for $350. Just go to rtsports.com, click on the football link at the top of the page, and click on Money Leagues, and you can see all the rules for the Real-Time Fantasy Sports Fantasy Championship Postseason Shootout. It's a great contest. I highly encourage you to sign up today to make sure you have a spot for a chance to win $50,000. And now, here's my interview with Curtis Guzman of Real-Time Fantasy Sports. And I'm joined once again by Curtis Guzman of Real-Time Fantasy Sports. Curtis, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast once again. Always a pleasure, Jeff. We're in week 14, Curtis. That means it's the last week of the regular season for most fantasy leagues. Kind of a make-or-break time. We're dealing with, some, unfortunately, some late-season injuries. And they're going to impact leagues in the playoffs, I I hate to say it, in this last week. So I wanted to get your views before we get into our hot, cold, and sleeper plays and waiver wire suggestions for the week. I just wanted to get your thoughts on Jalen Samuels. So he's expected to start for Pittsburgh this week. James Conner, at first they said it was just a leg contusion, maybe dealing with a bruise. But now it's an ankle sprain, and they haven't come out and said it's high ankle. But that's what the speculation is. So he could miss several weeks. It looks like Samuels is going to start. This is a guy that played – Tight end in college, not a whole lot of running back experience, and Stephen Ridley's going to back him up. We know about him, been in the league a while, but I wanted to get your thoughts on Samuels. What kind of expectations do you have for him in this offense? Uh, yeah, uh, just to clear up first uh, with the position um, on our site, he, he's going to be staying as a running back. Um, we don't do dual position eligibility. Popular question we've got this week. Um, for our customers, but understandable. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as a running back, um, I'm proceeding with caution. He's going to split time with Stephen Ridley. Um, he he has seen an increase in usage over recent weeks, even before James Conner got injured. So he is intriguing. Um, I like his upside, but currently I don't really see him as anything more than kind of a glorified third down back. Um, definitely more value in PPR leagues. Um, but I want to see more consistency uh, from him as a runner, you know, kind of in between the tackles before I before I go too high on him. So um, possible flex play this week for some teams, you know, obviously depending on your other roster. But I'm not I'm not gonna get overboard with my expectations for now. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Curtis, with Samuels. I do like him for the fact that he's going to catch the ball. Like I said, he was a Played a lot of tight end in college, primarily a tight end there. He actually played all over the field, receiver, running back, fullback, but he's primarily used as a tight end. So he can catch the ball, and I think that's encouraging from a fantasy perspective. 
I'm just not sure how he's going to do between the tackles running the ball. So that that is the concern for me is his rushing totals. But if he's catching the ball, like you said, PPR formats, he could be a solid play. So that's, that's what I'm looking at. I'm going to temper my expectations on him running the ball, but I like his chances to get some catches and maybe find the end zone as a receiver. So that gives him value for me. I'm looking at a more maybe the number two running back range. So the other big news of the week, Curtis, is Emmanuel Sanders goes down with a torn Achilles in practice. Huge injury, leaves a big hole at the number one receiver spot for Denver. I just want to know maybe the fantasy implications for that entire Denver team because of this injury to Sanders. Yeah, I mean, definitely a tough injury for him. You know, he's putting together a great season on pace for over a 1,000 yards and, you know, really just out number two fantasy receiver for, I'm sure, a lot of teams. Um, I think it, you know, clearly is going to expand Cortland Sutton's role even a little more. You know, he goes from number three to number two when they trade to Marius Thomas, and now with Sanders out, uh, he'll be kind of the number one receiver there in Denver. But, um, you know, he, that also means he draws tougher cornerback matchups as well. So I think it moves Sutton up a little bit, you know, probably week to week. But other than that, honestly, I don't know that there's a lot of uh, impact across the landscape. I mean, I don't really trust any of the other Broncos receivers at this point. Um, I don't know who really comes in and is a clear number two, and they're obviously very comfortable running the ball with Philip Lindsay. So uh, I think besides Sutton, I don't see a lot of impact in any other areas. Yeah, I think Sutton will see maybe a slight increase in targets, could end up being a little more defendable. He's been kind of boomer bust for fantasy teams. One guy I think will help a little bit, maybe Lindsay getting a little more work in the passing game, being used as a receiver. I'll throw one other name at you. is Matt Lacoste, who's tight end for them, gotten a little work in recent weeks. He could end up, you know, getting a lot more targets because Jeff Hurman went down with an injury. So I would maybe put him on my on my radar going forward if you're looking for a tight end. Might, might be a guy that could see a, a good increase in work and end up maybe helping fantasy teams as a screaming play in the playoffs. So with that said, Curtis, let's talk about the Week 14 games and uh, go over our picks for the games here. I, I want to go with the waiver wire first, though. A couple guys out there on the waiver wire that, that you like this week. Anybody out there? Yeah, uh, Bengals wide receiver John Ross. Uh, obviously, with the news that A.J. Green being placed on IR, that just kind of moves him up a little bit. Um, when A.J. Green was out for three games prior to him, Briefly returning, uh, Ross had 20 targets and three touchdowns in that span. So, um, you know, he's kind of a boomer bust, big play guy, but I do like him as a potential flex. Uh, could come in handy, you know, if you're desperate with injuries or, um, you know, worst case scenario, obviously you get some teams resting players in the, in the playoff week. So, uh, Ross is a potential pickup. He's only owned in 21% of leagues right now. And then another guy I like is Panthers wide receiver Curtis Samuel. Uh, he's owned in 42% of leagues, so still out there in a lot. Um, coming off the team leading 11 targets and career high with 88 receiving yards last week, so he's, he's seen an uptick in his usage. He actually has four touchdowns in the past five weeks, averaging 14 fantasy points over that span. So uh, really liking him and what he's been doing. He's kind of seemed to move up to really the number two spot. Devin Funches was dealing with injury, but... Just hasn't been impressive all year, so um, DJ Moore and then Curtis Samuel getting in a lot of work now for the Pan- for the Panthers. Yeah, and Funches did return last week, but he was definitely on a snap count. He barely saw the field, had just one catch, so 
I like that call, Samuel. I think he could do well going forward. For me, Curtis, one guy, I'm getting a lot of questions about Justin Jackson with the Chargers, and I do like him this this week and going forward as long as Melvin Gordon's out. I think he's a good pickup. That's, that's a guy I would look at grabbing because he's available in a lot of leagues. Last week looked great, had his best game to date, eight rushes for 63 yards and a touchdown. In his last two games, he has 15 carries for 120 yards. So, been doing well with his chances, not getting a whole lot of chances. A concern for me is he doesn't get much work in the passing game. Austin Eckler definitely the top pass catching back out of those two. So I don't see Jackson getting a lot of work catching the ball. But even with that said, I think he could get a few more carries because of his production, as long as Melvin Gordon's out, though. Another guy I like is a receiver, much like you, Curtis. I got another receiver on this list. I like Dante Pettis. Starting to emerge a little bit late in the year, becoming the go-to target in that passing game because of injuries. Had his first 100-yard game of his career last week. He has touchdowns two straight and at least 75 yards in each of those two games. And he's available in 90% of leagues. We know the 49ers like to throw the ball a lot, so I think Pettis will keep getting chances. The 49ers want to know what they have with their young receiver, and I think he's going to keep getting work. He's another guy I would consider adding this week if you're looking for receiver help. How about some hot plays, Curtis? Anybody on this uh in week 14, you think it's just a must-start for fantasy teams? Uh, yeah, first guy I'm hoping uh, definitely for a bounce back. He kind of disappointed last week a little bit. Is Rams wide receiver Brandon Cooks. Um, he's been slightly overshadowed this season um, by his more consistent teammate, Robert Woods, but still you know, a great year overall. He's already over 1,000 yards. Um, they're playing the Bears this week. Bears have a pretty good defense overall, but the Bears are slightly better against the run versus the pass. So um, they allow the six most most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. I think Cooks can definitely take advantage of that this week. And then, um, you know, kind of along similar lines, hoping for a bounce back again as things running back Alvin Kamara. Um, but the first 10 weeks of the season, he was dynamite, you know, averaging around 24, 25 fantasy points um, for standard PPR leagues. And then in the last three weeks, he's dipped to averaging only 14 and a half points, basically. Um, hasn't seen as many receiving targets over that time frame, so it was a little concerning, but goes into a favorable matchup against the Buccaneers this week. They've allowed the fifth most fantasy points to opposing uh, running backs in fantasy. And right now, uh, wide receiver Michael Thomas, questionable, didn't practice yesterday, um, which leaves some targets on the table. So I think Kamara can take advantage of that and kind of have his vintage performance and a rebound. Yeah, fantasy owners are going to want to keep an eye on that Michael Thomas situation. That could be a huge blow if he ends up missing that game, and it's just a super matchup against the Bucks, like you said. For me, a, a hot play, Mr. Consistency, Philip Rivers. I, this guy's numbers have just been so consistent this year, just crazy how consistent they are. He has multiple touchdowns every single game. He has four 300-yard games, and he has not thrown for less than 200 yards in a game. So his consistency has been great. He's also had some big games, though, besides those consistent numbers, and I think we'll have a huge game this week against Cincinnati. Cincinnati allows the most fantasy points to quarterbacks, and they rank 31st overall against the pass. So I look for Rivers to have a huge one in this matchup. Another guy I like a lot is Cowboys receiver Amari Cooper. Moved to Dallas, definitely been good for him. He's become an every-week fantasy starter after driving. Fantasy owners are a little crazy early in the year, but he's getting consistent work now. He has eight receptions each of the past two games, and he has 75 or more yards three or four games. And he plays the Eagles this week. This is a team that's really struggled to stop the pass this year. They allow the second most fantasy points to the receivers, and they rank just 26th overall against the pass. So 
So I think Cooper will keep up his hot ways this week in that great matchup against Philadelphia. On the flip side, some cold plays, Curtis. Anybody you're avoiding in week 14? Yeah, two guys, uh, Lions wide receiver Kenny Galladay. Uh, we had thoughts about him a little last week, kind of moving into the number one role for the Lions, obviously with Marvin Jones being out. But it's disappointing. He only had three catches for 50 yards last week against the Rams. So um, I'm kind of suspecting a similar performance this week. He'll be matched up against uh, the Cardinals and probably seeing a lot of Patrick Peterson. Uh, not a favorable matchup for any receiver. Um, and then Arizona overall, they ranked fourth defensively in passing yards allowed. So uh, I'd probably consider leaving him out of your lineup for, for most leagues. And then um, maybe a surprising one, but Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Um, tough matchup against Baltimore, who ranks second in passing yards allowed and third, um, allows the third fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. So they have a stinky uh, defense, and not only that, but you can see um, the offense helping out the defense in the sense that um, it's a run-heavy approach. Um, they're killing it in time of possession. In the past three weeks, they've averaged 15 more minutes than their opponents in time of possession, so they're keeping their opponents' offense off the field. So um, Hill kind of had a down week last week. I, I would, again, suspect similar this week. I don't think that continues throughout the course of the season, obviously, but... You just, you know, based on the matchup and then honestly the Chiefs kind of having to reconfigure things with the big Kareem Hunt news, um, I'm, I'm more wary of Hill this week. Yeah, I have a Chief on my cold list as well. I have a different one, though, Curtis. I have Spencer Ware. He just looked okay in his first start of the season last week. I know a lot of people had high expectations him moving to a starting role because of the Kareem Hunt situation. Ware had just 52 total yards, though, and a touchdown. It wasn't the game you expected from him in a Pretty good matchup against Oakland, and like you said, it gets much tougher this week. Plays the Ravens. They allow the fewest fantasy points to running backs. They rank third overall against the rush, so I'm really tempering my expectations for Ware this week, mainly because he doesn't catch the ball like Hunt does in the passing game as well, so that's a knock on him. If he's not rushing for a lot of yards, uh, his overall numbers probably won't be great, so I think he's bench material this week if you have better options. Another guy on my cold list is Eagles receiver Alshon Jeffrey. Jeffrey's really just been disappearing lately in this Eagles offense. He has fewer than 50 yards, five straight games. Hasn't scored a touchdown since week seven. Now he plays Dallas this week. Dallas allows the fewest fantasy points to receivers. Just done a great job lately, especially last week when they played New Orleans. Completely shut down that passing game. We know how explosive the New Orleans passing game is. So I would just steer clear of Jeffrey right now. He's just not getting it done, and I don't like this matchup at all for him in week 14. And how about a couple sleepers, Curtis? Uh, anybody maybe, you know, flying under the radar a little bit that you think could help fantasy teams in this critical week of games? Yeah, first guy, I mean, I don't know. Might be stretching as calling him a sleeper, but I was surprised to see Bears running back Tariq Cohen. Um, so far, only started in about 73% of leagues, and I think this is a guy who um, should be started in every league. I mean, if you're not starting, I mean, you must have a absolute fantastic running back situation, but, uh, you know, news of Mitch Trubisky in all likelihood going to return this week. Um, they're facing the Rams. Aaron Donald and company could be forcing the ball out of Trubisky's hands pretty quickly, you know, checking it down to Cohen. He's coming off a monster game with 186 scrimmage yards and a passing touchdown uh, on top, so uh, I think he'll have a great week. And then uh, another guy, 49ers running back Jeff Wilson. Um, he took advantage of a 
opportunity last week. He had 134 scrimmage yards. Um, Matt Prieta is officially ruled out for week 14. Um, we had talked about Alfred Morris briefly last week. Um, just, you know, falling off the face really for the 49ers. He has a healthy scratch. Even if he's activated again this week, I don't really expect him to work heavily back into the fold. So it's a good matchup. Broncos have allowed the 10th most rushing yards in the league this season. Uh, I think Wilson has definitely solid flex play value, if not even low in running back two value. Yeah, I I have a Buffalo Bill on my sleeper list this week. Buffalo Bill receiver, that's a genius move, right? So I have the Zay Jones. I, he's actually been playing pretty well. Uh, he re- rebounded. He had zero catches in week 12, but he arguably had his best game of the season last week. Four catches, 67 yards, two touchdowns. He was most notably targeted nine times in that game, so we got a ton of looks. He has touchdowns two of three games and at least four receptions four or five games. So he's getting the look, the looks. He's a top target in that passing game. Calvin Benjamin's gone. Uh, he plays the Jets this week. This is a team that he had eight receptions for against uh, in for 93 yards just a couple weeks back. Same Jets team, so he had a big game against him just a couple weeks back. I think he'll do well against them. The Jets allow the fourth most fantasy points to receivers. So I think Jones could be a sneaky play maybe as a number three receiver for fantasy teams. Another receiver on my list is Adam Humphreys. I've talked about him a couple times on here, but I just, I just still don't feel like he's getting the love that he deserves. But he's getting it done. He has touchdowns three straight in four or five games. Really emerged the second half of the season as a, arguably maybe the top target in this pass-first offense. He's getting a lot of looks, even more so than Mike Evans some weeks. He has six or more receptions, four or six games. He plays the Saints this week. Could be a high-scoring game. Saints allow the most fantasy points to receivers. So I think Humphreys is a great play in this matchup. So, Curtis, we did this last week. We get tons of emails, tons of questions on Twitter from our listeners and readers. So I thought we'd take a few minutes to answer them. So we're going to do that again. So I'm going to throw some questions at you. First one's from Roger. Is uh, First one, Curtis, is from Roger. He writes, I'm in a quandary for the flex position this week in a PPR league. He has Todd Gurley and Nick Chubb as his starting running backs, and he needs one flex starter from these guys, Dalvin Cook, uh, Marlon Mack, or Kenyon Drake. Who do you like out of those three backs for his flex play, Curtis? Yeah, um, I mean, just to hit on all of them real quick, Colts running back, uh, Marlon Mack coming off his lowest point total, another tough matchup on the road against Houston, and... Um, if he was a little more involved in the receiving duties, I, I'd probably like him more, but he's, he's splitting that kind of role with Naheem Hines. So probably my least favorite. Um, Dolphins running back Kenyon Drake was limited in practice and has a so-so matchup on paper, but it is against the Patriots, so you could see maybe a higher volume in the passing game as the Dolphins try to keep up with uh, New England. Um, but honestly, my favorite, Vikings running back Calvin Cook. He's coming off the second-highest yardage total this week and has a pretty favorable matchup uh, against Seattle. Um, they've allowed um, their 21st in fantasy points allowed to running backs, so definitely in the bottom half, and they've allowed the 17th most rushing yards this season. So I like Dalvin Cook. I, I think it's kind of close between Cook and Drake in my eyes, but um, I just see a little more opportunity for Cook this week. Yeah, I like Cook, too. He had eight catches last week, at least three receptions, four straight games. So he's getting the touches in the passing game as well as getting the chances to run the ball. So I like him out of those options as well. I think that's a good call. Next question comes from Gerald. He says, who should I start this week, Jarvis Landry or Corey Davis? I could go to the waiver wire and pick up one of the following 
Sean Jackson, Chris Godwin, or Adam Humphreys from Tampa. So out of all those options, who do you like the best, Curtis? <laughs> this one was uh, tough looking into it. I was kind of trying to see all five of these guys are separated by a total of 11 fantasy points. So, I mean, Corey Davis has 156. Uh, Adam Humphreys has 145, and everyone else is in between. So it, it's close um, for me, and you kind of touched on it uh, earlier with Adam Humphreys. I like him the most, um, really just because of consistency. Um, maybe in other weeks I would pick uh, Titans wide receiver Corey Davis, but he has a really tough matchup this week against Jacksonville. So I'm leaning towards Humphreys. He scored at least 15 points in the past three weeks, and like you said, it's just – you know, probably has the highest floor and is the most consistent option out of all all five of them, in my opinion. Yeah, I think either Godwin or Humphreys is a choice for me. I, I'm good with either of those guys. Godwin had a 100-yard game last week. I know a lot of people have high expectations for him the rest of this season. Like you said, the Humphreys, his floor is not very low right now because he's been getting so many consistent catches. So he's probably the safe play, and I think Godwin probably has the potential for the highest scoring game out of those choices. So if you want to play it safe, go with Humphreys. If you want to go big, I'd go with Godwin. Next question comes from George. He says, I have a great question for you. I don't know why. I do this to myself. Either Mitchell Trubisky or Tom Brady. I mean, I guess before the season, you never in a million years would have thought about starting Trubisky over Brady, but that's his dilemma right now, and I think it's a legit uh, tough question. What do you think, Curtis? I agree. Uh, I, I'm shocked to say this, but I think I'm going with Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, they're they're close. Trubisky actually edges out um, Brady this year so far in fantasy scoring. Um, you know, Brady is on the injury report technically this week, but I don't really think he's in any jeopardy to not start on Sunday. So that's not a concern. But in terms of matchups, I think Trubisky has a, a slightly more favorable one against the Rams this week. Um Bears overall, they're not really consistent with the rushing attack, so I expect them to be kind of pass first and, and potentially playing catch up with obviously a high powered Rams offense. I'm with you here, Curtis. I like Trubisky as well. I mean, Tom Brady, four passing touchdowns his last five games. Just brutal, just not getting it done for fantasy teams. His production's been way down, has less than 20 fantasy points, four or five games as well. So just not producing a lot. Trubisky, like you said, could be involved in a shootout. I think he's, they're going to throw the ball a lot. I think that bodes well for him to post some big numbers. Last question, Curtis, comes from Brian. He has actually has a two-part question. It says, I need to start one running back from Sonny Michelle and David Johnson, or I can pick up Samuels, but I would have to drop either Michelle or Johnson. So let's tackle that one first. Do you like Michelle or Johnson, or do you think you should pick up Samuels? Yeah, so I wouldn't – we obviously hit on Samuels earlier, um, both – see potential for him, but I don't know that he's going to surpass these two. I don't know that he's worth dropping Michelle or Johnson. Um, Personally, it is close. I'm probably going with David Johnson. Um, You know, he's been a little disappointing this year, but still, you know, up there for a number one running back consideration. Um, I think he's 12th right now in total scoring in that position, so... Just given the opportunity, you know, he, he's a do-it-all back. I know he, <laughs> owners are probably mad last week that Chase Edmonds comes out of nowhere and kind of vultures two touchdowns, but I don't think that's going to be uh, something you see on a regular basis. Or if Sonia Michelle, you know, competes with um, Rex Burkhead and James White in terms of receiving looks. So just because of opportunity, I like David Johnson probably the most. 
same reason for me, Curtis. I think opportunity is the reason I like Johnson, too. Gets more work in the passing game. Sonny Michelle just doesn't catch the ball. He just has a handful of catches all year. He has, I believe, it's six pass receptions on the season, seven passing receptions on the entire season. So, you know, if his rushing totals aren't great and he doesn't find the end zone one or two times, his numbers aren't very good. So I think Johnson's the play here, especially he has a pretty good matchup against Detroit. They've really struggled to stop the run this year. So second part of Brian's question is, after seeing how Dallas held Drew Brees down last week, is Josh Allen, Jameis Winston, or Lamar Jackson worth a pickup instead of playing Carson Wentz? So would you start any of those guys over Carson Wentz? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Um, and I think he has a, a legitimate concern. I would probably look at one of those other three um, over Wentz for this week specifically. As to which one, I've been kind of going back and forth with myself. It's pretty close between all three. They all kind of have their, um, you know, different things with Allen and Jackson being very strong in the rushing game. But I'd probably go James Winston first just because he's been a little more consistent throughout the season in the sense of fantasy points, at least. Um, and, you know, he's going in a tough matchup against the Saints, but it's going to be throw, throw, throw as they're trying to keep up with New Orleans. And um, the Saints are, I think, bottom three in terms of fantasy points allowed to quarterback. So um, a lot of opportunity there, but, you know, it, it's close. I'd probably have Winston Allen ranked second and then Lamar Jackson third. Um, Allen's been surprising with his, you know, you think of Jackson as the primary rushing quarterback, but Allen's put back, back to back a hundred yard rushing game. So, um, you know, he's also legitimate if, if Winston has to be gone. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this one. I'm going with Winston too. Uh, pretty much agreed on every answer here, Curtis. I guess that's not a bad thing. It's a great minds think alike, but. Uh, I like Winston as well. I like his matchup against the Saints. I think it could be a high-scoring game. They allow the fourth-most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Wentz just scares me. He's been erratic of late. Looked better last week against Washington, but he had just one score each of his uh, in his previous two games before that showing last week, and he plays this Dallas team that just looked great against the pass against New Orleans last week. We touched on that, so I actually think I would go with Winston as well and roll with him. Curtis, great stuff this week. Appreciate it. Good luck in all your games. Week 14, we'll do it again sometime soon. Absolutely. Uh, good luck to all our customers out there, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk again. And that was Curtis Guzman of Real-Time Fantasy Sports. I want to thank Curtis for doing a great job on the Week 14 Real-Time Fantasy Sports podcast. Good luck to all of you in all your fantasy games in Week 14. This has been Jeff Power for Real-Time Fantasy Sports. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>